Welcome to the Rooted Business Podcast. I'm Rachel, your intentional marketing architect. I'm Jess, your systems and ops guru. This podcast will talk through our experiences as seasoned business owners, open up about our triumphs and challenges. We'll share candid conversations and invaluable insights to help you establish a business that stands the test of time. Together, we've navigated the ups and downs of running a successful online business, and we know firsthand the importance of finding harmony in your hustle. Each episode, we'll dive deep into the inner workings of your business operations and marketing strategies while we peel back the layers to reveal actionable advice and practical tips that you can implement right away. We've all stopped there. We believe that true success goes beyond profits and the growth charts. That's why we'll explore the critical role of wellness and mindset in your entrepreneurial journey. Because burnout is a real threat and we're here to help you avoid that. Together, we'll uncover the strategies and practices that prioritize your well-being, ensuring you have the energy and resilience to thrive in the long run. Join us as we delve into intentional business growth, sharing personal stories, lessons learned, and expert advice that will empower you to make informed decisions to grow your business. So if you're ready to harmonize your hustle and create a business that thrives while honoring your inner balance, don't miss out on The Rooted Business. Subscribe now and embark on this transformative journey with us. Hello, Rachel. Hello. <laughs> Happy Friday. I don't know if you're oh listening on Friday, but I don't know if we've told you before, but Rachel and I record these episodes every Friday. We've been pretty consistent so far with staying ahead of the game. Today, we're going to be talking about um, a subject that is near and dear to my heart, uh, which is project planning, kind of project planning, task management. How do you take a big idea that you're having, like break it down and bring it into real light? I've been talking, thinking a lot about energy lately and how it relates. And I think planning is definitely a grounding practice. And know when you have an idea and visioning is more of like an eerie practice, but you need to bring it down to the ground to get it to work and out into the year. Real world, uh, we're going to be talking about project planning. How do you feel about project planning and task management? So I'm definitely going to be bringing in the like the side of people that's probably a little bit more relatable, like the one that's like, okay, easier said than done. And I am, I have a, I push towards big project planning for like my own clients. And I say, let's get your annual calendar done. Let's get your launch calendars done. And I do that for everyone else. But when it comes to me, I am a hundred percent the person that will put a goal on my list and not put a plan in place to reach that goal. And then I'm like, oh, that's nice goal. We'll get to it next year. And it's just because it feels very daunting and overwhelming. So I am like full on listening mode, full on absorb. Like I'm absorbing everything you're telling us today because I need it. Yeah, no. And I think it's funny because like as much as I love planning, like I love sitting down and putting out a good workflow or map or project launch plan. But I've had trouble doing it for myself, too. And I think that's the case for a lot of business owners, because the time that we get to work on our businesses is actually really small, right? So when you sit down, you actually have the time carved out to do some business development on your side. Like, it can almost feel like you just want to jump in and start the doing. 
And setting aside that spot to plan is actually, you don't feel like you're actually getting anything accomplished. At least that's how I feel. Yeah, I I totally relate that because I'll be more inspired or in flow state. And this is so terrible to admit this. I'm so much more in flow state when I'm working on my client's business because I'm like, oh, there's that like need for validation. They want to do a good job. And then by the time I get to my own business, my energy is like kaput. And I'm reading in human design for this. Like last night, I had a rush of uh, creativity and like action energy. And I was online until probably about 9.30 working on like a sales page that I felt very called to do in that moment. But if I can't turn that on. I can't plan for that action energy. So I totally... Um, avoid my business as when I can't get to it. <laughs> no, I feel the same way. Like I'll complete like these big giant projects. Like yesterday I was working on a client project and I like knocked out so much. Like I made a whole like action workbook and hooked up a funnel and I've created a private podcast. Like she had provided all the content and all. But I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, I can do all of this in one day. Like yet I like a list, a stack list of things to do for myself as well. So I completely agree. It's always harder to do it for yourself, which is why outsourcing, if you have the capacity and the money to invest can help a lot. Um, because it is, even as someone that I came from a background of project planning, I mainly do project planning and launch management for my own clients. But for me to sit down and do it takes me like double the time because you're getting into your head and all those things. And I'm like, just sit down and mix this what you preach. preach." I really am going to try. This is my like (laughs) mid-year resolution. We're going to sit down. We're going to plan. And actually having a partner to plan because when we started this podcast, I was like, okay, let's do a planning meeting. And we sat down and we had a brainstorm and laid out all the dates and did all things. Um, so it's just like, wow, that like accountability, there's something about doing something with someone. And I've never had a partner in business before, yeah. but I'm like, who got to stuff with? I know it's going to be really fun planning season two, because I think you and I are both, we are very data driven, very much in the energy alignment, like being able to look back and be like, what? Did we enjoy? What did we not enjoy? Outsource immediately the things we did not and then get straight to, you know, kind of turning and burning this. It's a second business. We were just talking about this before we actually started recording. Like a podcast is so many elements that are moving, so much content, so much alignment that needs to be put in place. And without a proper plan, I mean, it is partial messy action at when you're just getting started, but when you know better, you do better. And season two, I think, man, we're going to kill it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are for sure. So another thing that I think come up for a lot of people, or at least for my clients that are working with them about like why they don't get to grant project planning in the first place, other than like they want to jump straight into action is that it's oftentimes like, I feel it's almost like they're confusing the task with a project. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I want to create, it's like, I put on my task list, like, create an action plan workbook. And I'm like, no, that is a project because you're probably not going to be able to sit down and do it all in one session. And there's different like mini tasks within that like one task that you need to break out. But I think because we're not working with the team and a lot of times we're doing it on a project when I was back working at Athleta, like we had to break it out. We had to put it in a project management tool because there are so many people's different yeah. like hands in the pot, but when you're working with yourselves, um, 
you don't have to do that. So you, it, there's like a, you almost want to skip over that part. But then what happens is like you start to take like messy action. And I like, I feel some kind of way about messy action because yes, <laughs> I, you should not have unhealthy perfectionism too. But I also think that sometimes messy action can be just as detrimental because if you, you can waste so much time and time, especially when you're uh, first starting out, that's like your most important asset because it's all you have. A lot of time you don't have a lot of time to money. You do have time. You do have time though. And how you allocate that can really determine whether you're going to be successful or how quickly you're going to find success or if you're going to get burnt out and that sort of thing. And if you take messy action and just run right into things, something for thinking it all the way through and then you have to go back and reverse um, and like start over again, then you just wasted a bunch of time, you stalled your growth a little bit. So by like whenever someone says messy action, I'm like, maybe, 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 maybe intentional messy action. Intentional messy action, maybe do that. Um, another thing that I think that oh, I see is like investing the time, like what we talked about investing proper project planning can take a, quite a bit of time, but it also will save you time down the road because you're able to look ahead and negate any obstacles or work through it on paper and make the mistakes yeah. on paper, which is a lot less costly than making the mistakes, you know, when you're halfway through it and you have to go back and redo everything or your text's not going to connect how you thought it's going to connect or that sort of thing. And then you have to kind of scrap the whole thing and go build in a different platform. Like, I have done that before. Yeah, I, th- I think a layer of truly breaking down like a task or project down into individual tasks. And then like even something you had said about corporate where it's like if you're in a bigger project planning system and you have various departments and all the if you give let's say graphic design to Susan in copywriting, Susan will tell you that is not my job. And we'll gladly kick it back and say, hey, I can't do this without this. And I think almost breaking it down into like, okay, like what you were talking about, like the workbook. Okay, workbook requires outlining, then designing, and then formatting. And there's so many, think of it, if you think of them as departments, there's so many elements that you can't do in one sitting because they're not one person's job. They're three people's jobs. And even if you are a solopreneur and you are doing it by yourself, it's kind of switching gears into those sections. Like that's how people talk about like content planning and batching. You write all of it and you design all of it and then you schedule all of it. Like those are three different brain zones that you have to utilize. And I think it's like really making sure that you're realistic about that because I'm going through two launches right now with two clients and the ability to be like, oh, it's just, we're just launching. I just need five emails or I just need this. And it's like, oh, you need to break it into pre-launch and post-launch and active launch and like really making sure that everything is broken down by components too, because then that leaves you energetically depleted and just exhausted. Yes. Yeah. So hate to toot my own horn, but I feel like I've got this part down too. A science. Don't help me. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Okay. So when you're starting out any project, the first thing that you're gonna you're gonna start out with is start out with one your outcome goal. What are you hoping to get out of that? Most of those are revenue ties, 
But especially for launches, and if this is your first time launching, set a non-revenue goal as well. Maybe it's to grow your email list because yeah. later down the line, that might produce more revenue. Or maybe it's just to get the product out into the world if it's your first time. Like something, give yourself something to celebrate, complete this whole project, and that's going to help motivate you. And then another thing that I love to do with all my clients is to find like their, their like deeper why for the project. Like, why do you want to do this? Pro- what is doing this project going to create for you in your life? What is it going to create for your clients? Like connecting to that deeper why, because when you're putting out anything new in the world or doing anything new, like it's going to get uncomfortable and you're going to want to stop. There's going to be hard things. And if you can open your project plan and I like put these two things right at the top of our project plan and it's like connect to your deeper why you're like, okay, this is why I'm going to keep going. It's going to give you that motivation to like push yourself into that more comfortable zone. And the next is just brain dump. Get any idea you have about it, like out all into the paper and so that you can see like how much is involved. And then I also like in this stage too, I love a Canvas whiteboard tool. I use it. Ooh, I've never used it before. Have you never used the Canva whiteboard thing? Oh my no, gosh. I don't okay. even know how to so find it. Canva has a whiteboard feature where you can map out. And I love to, I create, if we're doing a launch, I will create a map, like a visual map of the funnel. If we're, if I'm creating like a new, like, project workflow for a client, I'll create a visual map of like the workflow. And that way for each piece, because a lot of times like in your head, and for me at least, I can't visually see like the zaps I'm going to have to connect or like the like secret page. There always seems to be like the secret page. I forgot to put like the thank you page or the private podcast page or a different page. Like this will allow you to visually see if you're missing any steps and get everything laid out. And then once you've got all the assets or all the items that you need to create, you can then go asset by asset. What is it going to take to bring this to life? Okay, I'm going to need to outline the copy, write the copy, design the page, approve the page, the page to the other page. So you could write down each task related to that asset. So that's when I go start to organize and group all of these things together. Then before you go anything any further, I want you to go through, and this is what everybody hates, and estimate how long each thing is going to take you. And probably, add, I say multiply by two because we are like, everybody is like, I was like, going to say, make sure you're not delusional like yeah, me. I'm like, everything takes me 30 minutes. Well, no, it does not. Realistic <laughs> and use a time tracker so that you have historical data later on. Go through and write down all the time that it's going to take you and then add it up. And then at this point, because we're not investing, like a lot of time we're investing our time and not our money. Sometimes we're investing our money. Like, do you have the budget for this? Like time-wise, do you have the budget for this? And if you don't, you may need to expand your budget. We talked about the project management. Expand your timeline. We talked about mm-hmm. the project management timeline triangle in another episode. But expand your timeline or decrease the scope and find like, what's the like minimal effective dose that I have to do to get this out. Like it doesn't have to be like your 4.0 project the first time that you go in there. Or you can decide to look at it and be like, this is going to take me so much time. And it's like, frankly, not worth the ROI that I'm going to get out of this. And like the project there before you get two months into it and realize that this is so much everyone misses is like figuring out like, is this worth being intentional about it? Is this worth the time? the energy that you're going to put into it 
And if you really want to do it, you can scale it down. Like you can launch a 1.0 project and then make another iteration and um, make it better or make, you know, a lot of times we get these like giant launch strategies from these celebrity entrepreneurs and there are like so many hours and time put into it. It's like, okay, wait, but how can we like scale this down for a scope that you can handle if you need to launch it in the next two months because you have to make the revenue then? Because if you don't and you underestimate that part, you're that's where you're going to like veer off into burnout. The app part's very important to, there's no shame in scaling back a plan in order to profit. So if you're at a point where you're, essentially saying, I'm making no money on this because I'm putting two months of my life into it and it's only going to generate this and stress, energy, like non-currency, so like non-monetary currency. Like if it's not worth it, scale it back because we're here to profit like ethically, but we're also here to run a business intentionally. And I think so many people get pressured into these epic launch plans that are being sold by all of these million dollar businesses that have teams of 10 and have like outs like it's nuts and so I think there's just it needs to be said there's no shame in scaling back your plan yeah yeah and especially like we had talked in another episode about being realistic about like your numbers and the ROI that you're going to produce right now and like understanding that most of the celebrity entrepreneurs that we're following, like they have tens of thousands of dollars to invest in ads or they have hundreds of thousands of followers or they have gigantic email lists. So being realistic about what we can expect and how much time and effort and energy is going to be worth for us to put that out there. Yeah, cool. Once So at that point, you can toss away your project or push it away to another time if you think it's not worth the ROI. Maybe it's an, put it in the parking lot. I have a notion in my project database, there is a parking lot or ideas category that everything just gets parked there because as a solopreneur or as a small business owner, you should really only have one to two projects in the air at one time. If you're working by yourself and you have no team, like one project, <laughs> one project right? <laughs> you laughing because <laughs> you <laughs> yeah oh my gosh don't let note to self don't let Jess in my own notion because she will kill me <laughs> but that only back burner there's no shame and like when I create like those like back burner like statuses for projects my clients are like I can have an idea and not execute oh. I'm like, yeah, like you can come back to it later. We can look to look at it in our quarterly reset and like figure out which projects we want to like tee up next. But really, if you have a small team, like one, three is like the maximum that I let my clients pick. And it just depends on their team size. And most of them have discovered the longer we work together, it's like I can handle one project at a time because we're serving all these clients as well. I feel like project sprints are the way to go because we have multiple things in the air is hard to balance your time and that context switching like you said elaborate wait i need a moment of learning for me elaborate on the difference between a full blown out like project plan and then project sprint so i think what i the way i'm using it is a project sprint is like you're only focusing on one thing Mm -hmm. at that time Whereas when I'm working with a client who's got eight to 10 team members and we're having to bop things back and forth to each other, 
Um, so we may have a lull in the work that the copywriter may have a lull in her work, but may be able to like hop onto another project. Then we may have like multiple projects going at one time. But if you're a solopreneur, it's just lay out one project. I'm going to finish this and do it in the way that like knocks down the first domino. If you can't Mm -hmm. figure out what's what's a prioritize first, figure out how to knock down the first domino. If your offers aren't set up yet, you shouldn't be creating content plans, right? Or if your your funnels, if your funnels are not set up, then condo, it's got to make sense in, in the grand scheme of things when you're picking out your projects. So once you've decided to move forward with your projects, here's another one that everyone hates, especially creative, intuitive, flowy people. Is you're gonna ready. You're going to assign it. You're going to give it a deadline and a mm. duty. Hard pass. And this I think my so biggest weakness, biggest weakness <laughs> is deadlines. <laughs> and I think it's like, oh, I don't want to be rigid or it's going like, to mess up my creativity and my flow and all of this stuff. And it's like, you can be flexible. You are the boss, right? <laughs> but all this is doing, I, you talked about sitting in your like different seats that you have to sit in. Like when you're project planning, you're sitting in your like CEO boss seat. You're planning yeah. everything else. So if employee Rachel gets to the product plan day and today it says write the sales page and your energy is not feeling like you can write the sales page, then talk to your boss self and ask if you can push it back <laughs> in your deadline a little bit. Like you yeah. can't scoot it around. So you want to assign it a due date and a person if you have multiple people on the team so that everybody knows, you know, who is responsible for what, that sort of thing. And then put it into a project management tool, not a sticky note, not a piece of paper that you're going to lose. Pop it into your project management tool because a lot of times as solopreneurs, when we're working on our projects, like it's like we're doing a client work or we have two hours of time in like two calls. So you want to be able to open your project plan and have everything that you need to complete, whatever task is teed up next in mm-hmm. your project management. And this is why I love Notion so much because it can, you know, for me, it's replaced like Google Docs. It's replaced um, like things like Airtable. Like I put everything related to that project into that my like project folder in my mm. project. And then it like relates all together. And then I have historical data from doing multiple launches, that sort of thing where I can refer back to, but all the resources are there and all I need to do is pop it open and work on the next thing. So that is, and then final step is you just want to check in weekly. Like, so you should be doing some sort of like weekly planning and like looking at what task you have laid out for that week and shift things around if they're needed, decide like what blocks of time that you have open and where your project can pop in and then make decisions to shift if necessary. And then daily like employee Rachel is just going to be checking in with herself to make sure she has the energy and the brain space to do it. And it's going to be one of those things that the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. The projects, like you're going to get a better understanding and learning of, oh, I can only do two projects one time. Jessica was right. I can only do one. <laughs> During one project at one time is great because I knock it out so much more quickly. So yeah, that is my spiel on project planning. Any more thoughts? Yeah. I know there obviously are pain points to planning. But the alternative, and this is where I do the planning, maybe not as clean as it should be or on top of it as it should be, but the alternative is literally like flying by the seat of your pants and like 
stressing out, forgetting things, missing deadlines, like very poor quality, like of a client experience. And really that leads to burnout and that leads to unmanageable processes in your business compared to, okay, yes, maybe 10 of my debt or 10 of my tasks have no deadline on them. I'll get to those, but I visibly see them. They're on the docket essentially. So even if you are resistant and like this is for all business owners who are probably like me, um, if you're resistant to planning, the flip side of it is significantly worse and growth is drastically limited without the planning aspect backing your scalability in business, your manageability of tasks and energy. Final thoughts on it is that it's such a necessary evil and don't get into the like trap of being, I don't need to do that because it's going to limit you in business significantly. Yeah. I can say probably a hundred percent of the time when my clients come to me and they're like, oh, I've had this idea or this goal that I can't seem to hit. And I'm like, okay, do you have a project plan supporting it? Or do you have a process supporting it? And 100% of the time, the answer is no. And then once you get a process to support it, it becomes easy. And maybe it doesn't, you know, it's baby steps and maybe you're not hitting it every time. But if it's in your tool, and this is why I love digital tools, no paper tools, we're not in the stone age anymore. You can be flexible and those goals do not go away. Like my today's task list is set up to where it filters out anything that is due on or before today. So that if I don't do what I was supposed to do on Wednesday, it still shows up here and it's going to stay there until I sign it another date or I complete it. And when you so. see it in red, do three days ago. <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh no. that's my favorite color. I love that. I think it's just, <laughs> no, I think it's just about, I think it's just, and that's the part where you just have to be compassionate with yourself and like balance that like masculine planning energy around your energy with the feminine i'm allowed to be flexible but it your tasks aren't getting lost they're not like falling off into a sticky note ocean because that that has definitely happened the week before yeah same (laughs) yeah um that was such a great episode or such great feedback and like knowledge i'm gonna go into my notion after this and clean it up I know. Maybe I'll even attach my project planning notion template. This yeah, let me buy that, please. People want to get it. People want to get their hands on yeah, it. Yeah, that'll be linked in the show notes. <laughs> Everybody go by Jess's brain. It's essential <laughs> to business success. <laughs> All right. Until next week, we we're rooting for you. Yeah, we're rooting for you. One.